Welcome to Talking Heads on USA Global TV, starring the one and only wonderful Dr. Jacqueline. It's a prestigious place where world-class influencers and experts meet, and where you'll find the most trusted advisors and coaches for all things in life and business. Visit usaglobaltv.com to sign up for our newsletter, get the value you need, and be first in line to learn about events and giveaways and other valuable content. Connect with us. Email Dr. Jacqueline at usaglobaltv.com to talk about how you can become part of USA Global TV. That's USA Global TV, where the doctor is always in. Welcome and happy holidays to you. I'm Dr. Jacqueline Kerbeck, and this is USA Global TV and Radio. Our show today is the Corner Bookstore, and we are featuring a return guest, which I always love. CJ Peterson is with us backstage. Before we bring her out, I'm going to welcome the star of our show, the incredible Diane Floyd Bame. She is a very key integral part of our platform and everything that we do do here, everything that we stand for, education, entertainment, hope, and inspiration. Welcome to the show, Diane. Hi, Dr. Jacqueline. It's great to be here. I think this is our last show for this year. I know. (laughs) (laughs) I still haven't embraced the fact that that this is the end of the year. It just seems like, I don't know, it just started. We blinked and here it is, but what an amazing year we've had of guests. Yes, we have. And we were just talking backstage with CJ that this particular show was booked out for a year in advance. And that's really a tribute to Mickey Mickelson. We want to give him a round of applause. And there is an award coming his way, by the way. So I just haven't gotten to all the awards yet. (laughs) But uh, Diane, as you know, we feature incredible people here on this platform, people who are sharing and caring and putting out really remarkable content for the world to enjoy. And reading is such a great thing to do, whether it's to learn or to relax or even to escape. And you are an incredible award-winning author. Tell us about what you put out into the world this year. It's quite impressive. Oh, thank you. Um, Well, several books, um, Charlie and the Tire Swing. I'm very, very uh, proud of it. And it's an intergenerational book about a little boy who um, ends up with a tire swing and will have several or many stories and adventures with Charlie on his tire swing. So imagination galore. Um, C.J. Peterson, who is also... um, the owner and founder of uh, Texas Sister Press that we'll be interviewing today. Um, They are one of my uh, publishers and um, we did a time to fly and that one's doing really well. And it's all about a little bird who doesn't want to leave his nest. He's just so content being home. And his mom's like, you know, you're going to outgrow that nest. And, And before you knew it, the mom tells him not to be afraid to fly and they take off and he goes to see the world. And then um, a song, a piece I love, again, uh, by Texas Sister Press. And um, it's all about a little boy who wishes for peace on earth. And with the help of his wish going viral, um, something magical happens. And for a moment, there is a little bit of peace and harmony. And there's a little twist to how that story is. There's a lot of books about peace. But this one is kind of cool, the way the the twist in the story and a surprise at the end. So I'm very, very proud of it. And um, I forgot to mention that OC Publishing did 
um, Charlie and the Tire Swing. So it's a great year and I have books lined up for next year, which is, shh, can't wait to um, hear what happens with all of that. So <laughs> and there we go. Congratulations, Diane. That is really fantastic. You have had Thank a you. remarkable year. Uh, and so I'm going to just uh, take a break right now so we can go right through with CJ. We're going to take a look at two of your clips of your sponsorships you. about your work. So let's take a look at them and then we'll bring out CJ. Great, thank Hello, boys and girls, and welcome to Story Garden. Your host, Diane Bame. I'm so happy to have you here today. Diane Floyd Bame tells wonderful stories that warm the heart, spark the imagination, and unite people and families across generations. For children, Diane's Harry the Camel connects with all of us who've ever wondered how different our lives might have been if only we'd been born something better, like a wonderful horse instead of an ordinary camel. In the end, we all learn along with Harry that there's nothing better than just being yourself. Diane's little girl in the moon looks down on earthbound children and wonders if they know she's just like them. A story of love, home, and the bond between mother and daughter its powerful theme that we're each of us different, yet all of us the same, plants a seed in children that promises to blossom within a loving and trusting grown-up. Diane's new biography, Rise, recounts the experiences of her grandmother, Ruby, to reveal the hidden strength of the human spirit. Ruby's story inspires all of us to become the best versions of ourselves. You'll find all of Diane's delightful books and much more at dianefloydbame.com. Visit D-I-A-N-N-F-L-O-Y-D-B-O-E-H-M.com. That's dianefloydbame.com. Diane Floyd Bames' A Song of Peace tells the story of a young lad named Tommy whose fervent wish for peace on earth touches the hearts of his friends and family, spreads to his community, and eventually unites the whole world around making his dream of peace a reality for everyone. Sit down with the children in your life and share Tommy's amazing story of love and hope. Sing your own song of peace and invite the children to join you. Tommy's tale is more than just a story. It's a movement, and everyone's warmly welcome to take part. You'll find a song of peace along with many other wonderful learning and enriching opportunities for children of all ages at dianefloydbame.com. And there's another one coming. We're just, Balsini, where are you? Okay, that's another story. Anyway, so tell us where you met CJ and we'll bring CJ right out. Sure. Um, CJ might have to remind me. All right, let's bring CJ out. CJ, come on out. How are you? Welcome. Okay, thank you for having me on. Um, first of all, one thing I do need to say is Diane's book, A Song of Peace, is actually a Story Monster approved. Oh, yes. So congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you, CJ. Yeah, we went through an author group. So then she was able to reached out to us and my sister and I, who were the founders of Texas Sisters Press. And she said, hey, I got a book. And Diane 
has this way of writing these really sweet, heartwarming books. And her illustrators do really, really well with them as well. So, oh, so kind of you. Yeah, <laughs> fantastic. Thank um, you. We actually have a comment from another author who's been here, Cindy. Hello, Cindy Flo. Great inspirational books. Cindy's nice one of our you. Sisters Press authors as well. It's fantastic. <laughs> and I love how the work that you're doing, all the authors are supporting each other. We were talking a little bit about that backstage, how it's not a competition. It's really an uplifting of everyone. Exactly. Um, for Texas Sisters Press, we call them the Texas Sisters Press family. So if you have a book published through Texas Sisters Press, you're part of the family. So when any of our authors go to launch a book, if there happens to be an author who's already been published through Texas Sisters Press that matches that genre, we pull those in first before we invite any other ones to come join us. But it's all about like a cross promotion because everybody shares about everybody's work. And that's the beauty of how the family works together. I love that. And I love that it's a family that's, it's really heartwarming as opposed to so much strife in the world and people knocking each other down and this community is lifting each other up. So well done. Yeah. The author world tends to do that. So. Yeah, it's, it's unique. I think in a lot of ways, we need more of it for sure. But you had a, a launch of your own in September, correct? I did. Yeah, um, tell us about it. It was Chain Reaction. Um, I've written, this is my 18th novel. Wow. Um, it's my 18th published novel. Um, and this one is a time travel sci-fi book. It's where the great, great, great grandson comes back to the great, great, great grandmother. And they go back in time to purposely change their family history because his is the last in their line. So it's kind of a reverse butterfly effect. They're purposely going back and changing like key choices that may have shrunk their family line through the time. So they go back to 1813, they go to 1922. And of course I'm an 80s kid, so I had to land them in 1987. <laughs> <laughs> you get to kind of back into those. And then what I did with it for this year's Texas Sisters Press is an annual Christmas anthology. And so this year, what I did is I tried to put like a little bit of a story from each one of the series is into a Christmas version. So this one was called The Christmas That Almost Wasn't. And it's mentioned in the book where they go back to 1650 Ireland and bring Christmas to the clan that wasn't able to do it because Cromwell had outlawed Christmas at the time. So it was my first kind of toe dipping adventure into historical fiction. And it was fun. It was stressful because did you know that bobby pins were not invented until, you know, a certain point? And I had to find out, okay, when were Bibles put into the uh, the hotels? And when was this invented? And when was because I had to be very careful, especially with 1813 stuff of what was going on. And actually that when they went back to the Battle of Putin Bay. So they were actually there during the battle. So it was, wow. it was fun. It wow. sounds like a tremendous amount of work, but also at the same time, what a growth opportunity to, to learn all these new things. It was a challenge. I like to take things and kind of do something different. So like for the other series is the ones we talked about last time where the crossover storylines, there's like 13 books in the series. It was like trying to keep everything organized through three series and two standalones and keep everything together. That was fun. But that had to do with like the spiritual realm crossing into the physical and dealing with it on like this plane. And then I did the Sands of Time trilogy, which I tell people is kind of like Stranger Things minus the Mind Flayer stuff meets X-Men. 
So that was another challenge because all of these are Christian fiction, but I tell people they're not your mama's Christian fiction. So (laughs) up and read something Janet Oki-ish, not happening. Going to plainly put that out there. Modern Christian fiction book with a sci fi twist because I'm a sci fi geek. It's going to happen. I love it. We've got a a comment from someone on Facebook, Casey Rose. Such a good book. Mm -hmm. There you go. Thank you. I have fun with my books. Thanks for watching and commenting. Yeah. So you already said something I didn't know that Cromwell had outlawed Christmas. Boy, your reader's going to. They're going to learn a lot from your chain reaction. I like that. And like bobby pins didn't exist in 1813. Wow. I used yeah. to use bobby pins all the time. I was like, I how many more can I stick in my head? Exactly. <laughs> and it's, it's just different things that we take for granted. Like when did the corsets leave and when did something else come in? Like in the 1920s, it's like that's when women first got the vote because of the 1922. So, you know, how does that affect the women still in that age? And there's just different twists and turns. And so I had to look up like some events, for example, the 1987 one was a plane crash. They're trying to stop their family from getting on it. But there was like this massive plane crash in Michigan that killed like over 250 some people. And so it was like just after takeoff. And so with the 1813 one, um, their ancestor originally killed Oliver Hazard Perry before the war began. And so in this that particular timeline, U.S. didn't win the Battle of Putin Bay, but because they were able to get their um, ancestor to change their mind and to go about things more diplomatically instead of pulling out the fists first or jumping down and controlling his temper, um, Oliver Hazard Perry was there, and as history now states, United States had won that particular battle, and that's actually what started turning the war. And so a lot of research went into it. Um, not as much as most historical fictions, I will say that, uh, because I have that twist of some of like the current time period stuff going in there. But sending somebody back from 2020-ish to those particular times was pretty fun. It was interesting. I love time travel. This is it's really great. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you're, you are doing something different where they're changing something in their own family history so that their line can continue. Yeah. A lot of of times people are like, well, you're not supposed to change history. Well, in this case, they're actually purposely doing it. Yeah. But they're trying to know they have to go back further and then work their way forward because they don't want to change too much. Mm -hmm. They don't want to affect a lot of historical events, historically significant events throughout time. You know, you need to be very careful on what you do because there is that effect of if you step on something here. For example, um, if something happens and for in 1922, for example, in the speakeasy, if something happened and say there was a police raid and somebody accidentally got shot, maybe that person was supposed to help somebody famous uh, later on, you know, but you've accidentally done something like that. Mm-hmm. But the main premise is, are they going to change history so much that they cease to exist? So it's kind of like, what would you sacrifice for your family line to make sure that it still exists? Would you sacrifice yourself potentially? Because they don't know. Wow. wow. We would love for you to read for us. Would you do that? Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. that one. Um, <laughs> let me see. Um, let me 
find it where she finds him. Okay. She's in jail because initially she's um, arrested for the murder of her friend that she did not commit. Somebody had set her up. So she's in jail. It's the day that she's basically convicted. And she said a flash of light in her cell woke Tori with a start. At first, she covered her head with a pillow, hoping to shut out the rest of the world. Then she felt a hand touch her arm. She guessed and sat straight up in bed. When she did, someone covered her mouth. She sat face to face with a man she had never seen. Heart racing, she stared at him. Shh, he whispered, his fingers in front of his lips. Tori's pulse throbbed in her ears. That was about all she could hear. Who is this person? What does he want? What is he doing in my cell? How did he get in my cell with the door still locked? Is he going to kill me? Crouched in front of her, the man whispered, I'm going to take my hand off your mouth. Don't scream, okay? She nodded in response. When he released her mouth, she leaned in so he was close enough for her to hear him, but not invading too much of her personal space. Are you Victoria Elizabeth St. James? Yes, she stammered. Who are you? Why are you here? Can you do me a favor and close your eyes for a moment? She narrowed her eyes. It's a good thing, I promise. I want to go somewhere we can speak normally. She furrowed her bow, brow, but complied. Sighing, she closed her eyes. He clutched her hands. She grasped. She gasped as she, it felt like she was flung from her bed. It took her breath away. Falling, she struggled to f fill her lungs with air. She felt the cool, wet grass under her hands, but did not believe it. She opened her eyes and looked at her surroundings in the moonlight as her only source of light. Unfortunately, the moon was in its crescent phase, so it was limited at best. Tall trees cast shadows among them. Tori shuddered. Let me. Basically, they just traveled. And so they yeah. stopped. But she's like, it gets a little bit further. And he introduced himself as Sebastian St. Sebastian Tripp St. Clair, which is her great, great, great grandson. And they're talking about time travel. And turns out this is the first human he has taken through time travel. He invented this device to take him through time. And he goes, well, I'm glad you didn't throw up. Because <laughs> the last one threw up. And she found out later that it was a cat that he took. <laughs> so this, <laughs> like, you experimented with a cat and you think that was... Anyway, there's like little things. And she's a feisty bugger. So it gets fun. Um, but they end up, like I said, traveling through time and having fun with it. So. Wow. Hey, thank you. And all of a sudden there's somebody there and you're like... Mm. The way you read it is so great. I mean, I totally could picture everything that was going on in the cell. And then when you're reading, I was like, I could feel them traveling. So it great. gets fun. And the further back they go, like when they go to 1813, she feels like she's being torn apart. And that she does throw up for. But <laughs> kind of, <laughs> they, they go through it and you can figure out like what's going on. Um, the main thing about it besides changing the family line is she meets Patrick in 1813 and he tells her about Jesus and she finds out, she finds somebody in 1922 to talk about Jesus about. And then in 1887, and it turns out that Jesus's message is the same through time. It just, the delivery changes. And that's something that's kind of a unique twist to it. Um, Frankie Hambrick Capers is also one of our authors. Yes. Glad to see you too, Frankie. Frankie right. writes, so glad to see CJ and Diane on your show, my Texas Sisters Press family. Thank you for watching and commenting. Yeah. Thank so you. The next one I'm working on, I'm pretty excited about. Um, oh. It's kind of been in the works for a little bit. It's called Tested by Fire. It's going to be coming out this year. And it's where a fire marshal falls in love with an arsonist before he realizes that the arsonist is her. So that's kind of a bit of, I like moral twists and the challenges of those. <laughs> When's that coming out? 
Uh, hopefully end of August, beginning September. Okay. Fantastic. I try to target those time zones, but yeah, no, it gets, it's fun. Uh, Cindy Flo also writes, I'm continuing impressed by her creativity. Oh, thank you, Cindy. So CJ, something you just mentioned for all of us authors out here, you said that you specifically target a certain time during the year to launch a book. Is that a good thing for everyone or is that, is, tell us a little bit more about that if you will. Okay. Um, through all of my publishings, I've learned that certain times of the year are a little bit better than others for, you know, actually publishing books. For example, you don't really, and I, I kind of broke this rule last time, but it was because it was the third book in a series. I tend to not publish in January because everybody's already spent their money on Christmas. Nine out of 10 times, they don't have a lot of money for January. And then February is Valentine's Day. And then March is actually a decent time, but you're also running into the spring breaks. Um, April's a pretty good time. You just kind of got to watch your holidays. May is a good time because people are starting to head off into summer breaks. So you have your summer readings. So that is a good time to publish. Um, for me, I found the best time to publish my stuff is the beginning of the actual school year. So end of August, beginning September. But if I do two a year, it's going to land somewhere in that March, April, May zone and the end of August, beginning September zone. Anything closer to that, like beginning of October is kind of like the limit that I like to publish a book if I'm going to publish it for the year, only because you're running into a lot of the holiday crush and your book might get drowned. So a lot of it just, it kind of depends on your readers and what they know. Okay. Generally she puts out a book here. So I'll start looking for it then. Hmm, very interesting. Well, thanks for sharing that. I, I hope I can break that because I have a book coming out January 14th. It was supposed to come out in December. We couldn't get the second one finished. So yeah, see, December it would have gotten lost in the holidays. So you yeah. got to kind of think like a think like a reader and a consumer. Reading is great, but you just finished the holidays. And December, it's going to get lost in the wash between other books coming out as well as all the holiday advertising and all of the holiday rush. So just, you know, kind of keep that stuff in mind. Like, the Christmas specials for Texas Sisters Press. We usually launch them like the week before Black Friday and hang on to them until December 30th, which tomorrow they're going to stop. So you can still get a lot of those Christmas specials now. But the reason we do that is because everything is already set in place and they can already start advertising for Black Friday, Small, or Small Business Saturday, Cyber Monday, Giving Tuesday. That stuff's already set up and ready to go. Our Texas Sisters Press family already have their ads in hand before that time, like long before that. And then we run them through the end of December in case people get gift cards because they can do them on ebooks and Amazon and stuff. So mm, that's makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I love that there's a whole strategy behind it. We were talking a little bit backstage about marketing and various things that we try. And some of them are just that you had a great analogy. Tell us about <laughs> Your spaghetti analogy. <laughs> I, I started off as a terrible cook. Um, I didn't cook when I was growing up. So one thing my father taught me, I was adopted, but my father taught me with cooking spaghetti is you throw it against the wall. If it sticks, it's done. So that's a lot like advertising. It's kind of like you throw it against the wall. If it sticks, it's great. You can reuse again. If not, it will just slide down to the floor and you know you need to keep cooking and try something else. Yeah. And then eventually you are bankrupt and have to <laughs> come up with another plan. Yes, no, you, it's kind of like every failure is a chance to learn. You know, yes. okay, this one worked, but this one didn't. So if it worked, great. Keep it in for next time. If it didn't work, okay, great. Lesson learned, move on. 
So it's like you're creating a recipe. And once it's going to take a while to get that recipe and figure out, okay, what reaches what? And you don't want to overuse one because you're just continuing to see the same audience. You want to kind of diversify as much as you can. Makes sense. You know, we have uh, one of our team members here, Tracy Cram Perkins. She's an author of a book on dementia and she used Facebook ads, which I used when I first started and didn't get anything. Well, as of the other day, she had a million views. I forget how many comments, not views, but whatever it is, likes, and how many comments that people wrote, I guess because it's about dementia and surviving caregiving of dementia. But Mm -hmm. she had uh, over 7,000 books sold as a result of just the marketing that she's been doing that it's really self, uh, what's the word? Uh, Automatic. Mm -hmm. I'm impressed because I have not had a lot of success with that, but I know that some that do. Um, so no, I am fully impressed with that one. Hands down. Yay. Good yeah, job. She, she sent me the ad to look at because I thought, what am I doing wrong? Yeah, for real. <laughs> but that's another, uh, another point to what you said earlier about how authors help other authors. Some people might've said, I'm not sharing anything that I did. You know, you have to look for it yourself and find it, but no, she sent it right over. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of times, like I have the shop life blog. I'm a Lone Star Lit blogger, as well as I will interview authors, do book reviews on it. It's called the Shelf Life blog. It's on my website, cjpetersonwrites.com. But what I do with it is, especially on Facebook, if I see one of my author friends who has a book coming out, I'll make sure to share it over there. Because to me, it's, it's kind of like for readers, not every reader, not every book is for every reader, kind of like not every radio station is for every listener. So it's like, you kind of got to span that for me, as long as you're reading, I really don't care. So I'm all for sharing everybody's books. I love that. And Diane, Diane, you're always promoting other people's work as well. Right. Right. I'm, I'm follow the same philosophy as CJ that, you know, everyone um, uh, has written a story Mm -hmm. and you want as many people to read it. Um, and to touch their lives and however you can help other authors. That's, that's important to me. So, yeah. Yeah. What I love about CJ, some of the work you do in your books is uh, you mentioned earlier, some of your other series is I love how you do, um, you know, touch people's hearts. And even if you, you aren't a Christian, you're still going to love these books because the messages are so beautiful that there are stories for everyone and um do you think that's a fair assessment i do i try to write them timeless some people are like we'll try writing toward whatever is currently hot and i'm like well the problem is once it's hot it's going to get cold so you need to write timeless and i try to write from the heart for me my um motto thing is while the stories are fiction the journey is real my tagline and for me, it's all about the journey and taking the reader through a journey. If I can make you laugh and cry in the same book, I have achieved my goal. <laughs> CJ, how do you determine how many pages are going to be in the book or when you decide you're going to stop the story? Some of that I'm OK. There are two types of, of writers, the planners and pantsers. I am a pantser. I basically sit down, pray and write and till I can't write anymore, then I'll pick it up again and read the last chapter and keep going forward. Somehow God strings it all together. Um, but when I go to write them, I never know how the story's going to end. I don't even know, generally speaking, how the story is going to go. I have a general 
vague idea, kind of like I explained with the fire marshal falling, falling in love with the arsonist, how the story literally plays out, I don't know until it's finished. Um, when it comes to a standalone versus a series, if it's a series, um, the Holy Flame trilogy was a little too long for each book. Um, if it's within a series, I like to try to keep it about 250, 280 pages. Um, if it's not, a standalone can go up to three to 400 pages. Um, so it just kind of depends on the story itself. Okay. Thanks for sharing that. I, I want to say hello to Judith Fish in Hungary. Thank you for watching. And Pastor Stephen in Uganda. Thank you for watching. And Sheila Murray. I don't know where Sheila is. Sheila, if you can put it in the comments where you're joining us from, that would be fantastic. So CJ, you are a publisher, an author, a blogger, a podcaster, and a speaker. <laughs> That's a lot. That is really a lot. It is. Are you more passionate about one area than another? Well, my first love is always going to be and always has been writing. So writing takes on different forms. Um, in this case, it's blogging, um, speaking as well, publisher, and an author. Those all kind of go together. Podcasting. Um, one of the podcasts that I do is Book World, The Great Escape. That gives me the opportunity, me and my partner, to share the writing world and kind of give readers kind of a um, behind the scenes look at, you know, what some authors have to consider to do things. And so it's all kind of encompassed together. And it's all about the journey. That's literally where it starts. Um, keeping them all together is a fine balance. Um, I have a calendar that's already written out for like four years. So I already know, okay, this is blocked off. This is blocked off. People try to tell me, well, can you do this this weekend? And I'm like, you cannot call me and tell me to do something in the weekend. You need to at least give me two to three months in advance for me to block something off. And even then I can't guarantee that it's open because people know that. And sometimes they'll do it six months in advance. So a lot of it is balance and a lot of it is pace because I am an author, blogger, podcaster, publisher, and a speaker. Um, it's also getting out content, 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 content. In this ADD society, you got to continue to get stuff out and get yourself in front of people. And I do that through the various avenues that are there. Um, okay. I have to ask. Question. Four years, the calendar is blocked for four years. Diane, I feel so lazy right now. I know. I was like, God, you're so organized. I, I, on top I, of that, she's a wife, right? <laughs> I got tired of like every year having to go and put it all in again and put it all in again. So I just got one that's literally four years. I'm so excited because it's four years. So I don't have to like continuously do it. So, I just so it can you share with us like what are, and not nothing personal, but what are some of the things that year after year you, you put on the calendar? Well, for example, I do a newsletter every other week. Um, I, my people know that they're not going to hear from me. They'll hear from me every other week and that's it unless they're subscribed to the shop life blog, at which point they'll still get it on Friday, but it's every other week, 10 o'clock on Friday. So that's one thing that's in there. Birthdays are in there. Anniversaries are in there. Um, we also work with comic cons. So those particular ones are blocked off. If there's a book launch cover reveal, if I'm working with an author and I know it's coming, I make sure to, okay, I try to do like, try to do no more than like one book launch a month because it's a lot of work to get all that out. Um, making sure my stuff is all organized, the books. Okay. I got to get it to the editor. I have to work on the cover. I have to do this. And so I'm one of those people that's kind of like the ant where, okay, this is my end goal. 
I need to do this by this day, this by this day, this by this day. And also making sure like vacations are marked off because that whole pace thing, you have to be able to slow down so and stop sometimes so you can refresh and go, okay, I'm ready to go. So there's that stuff. Um, yeah, generally speaking, those are the ones that are in there. Mm -hmm. Thanks, you. Thank you for sharing that. So, so organized. <laughs> calendars, I can say. <laughs> people, if it's not on my phone calendar, it's not happening. So, yeah, it's, you know, it's true. I have two newsletters and I was doing it once a week and then it sort of slipped. Then it was once a month that I didn't do it at all. Then I was doing it on Tuesday and then Wednesday, then Thursday. Then and I'm still sort of all over the place with that because it's so much work. But you're right. If it's on the calendar, it's going to get done. It's not on my calendar. So. Yeah, it's like the newsletters come out every other Friday at 10. And then for Texas Sisters Press's newsletter, because I run both sites, texassisterspress.com and cjpetersonwrites.com. If, if there's a Texas author coming or there's specials coming, I have to do that one as well. But that one's not as consistent as this, the C.J. Peterson Writes one. Hmm. So much, <laughs> so much work. It's exhausting. So CJ, I'm asking people this this week, as we come to the end of this year, what are some of the like three highlights that you had for this year? And then what are you looking to have as a highlight for next year? Um, one of the highlights was the successful launch of Chain Reaction um, because it was my first dip into historical fiction. That was a challenge that I took. Um, one of the kind of unique highlights, so to speak. I sprained one ankle and broke an ankle in May, and then I re-sprained the sprain in August. So that took a lot out of the year. <laughs> um, but kind of working around that was a unique challenge, and I did it. Um, let's see. Texas Sisters Press uh, sister stepped out, and so I took it over completely in August. So that was a, a good challenge. And so basically trying to get things up and moving again on top of everything else was, it was fun. I'm, I'm all for challenges. And like I said, the balance and the pace uh, for next year. Again, we have the book launch coming tested by fire should be end of August, beginning September when that's coming out. Um, we have a new to Texas sisters press author that's launching his first book with us on January 5th. Uh, those are always fun. Um, as always, I look forward to the Texas Sisters Press Anthology because we have like between 10 and 12 authors that submit stories and they're all unique and I love reading unique stories. Um, but generally speaking, oh, there's a surprise that I can't really tell. <laughs> but I'm looking forward Aww, to it come on. Uh, with a really good friend of mine, but I cannot state it until it's announced to her people. Um, so, yeah that's going to be fun. Um, other than that, it's just keeping everything spinning. Um, super hubby and I have vacation in January that we've been looking forward to for a long time. Um, yeah. Our that sounds fantastic. Family. Congratulations. Thank you. Yes. Congratulations. And Dr. Jacqueline, did you catch how she refers to her husband as super hubby? I just love that. I know. I love that too. And I'm dying to know where you're going. Yeah. Uh, well, okay. First of all, super hubby. He's a 24 and a half year Navy corpsman, retired. And so he's gotten pretty much most of his bones broken in his body. So I call him super hubby because he's got titanium all over him and he <laughs> survives a lot. So that's where the super hubby comes from. For the vacation, we're doing um, a two week cruise to like St. Martin, St. Kent, St. Croix, Amber Cove, Key West, um, the Virgin Islands, basically. 
Wow. Montego Bay. So we've been looking forward to that for years. Now, when you go on this trip, will you be working or you'll be 100% offline? That's why we go on cruises because outside of paying for internet, you don't have internet or phone. So the Texas Sisters Press family is aware of when we are leaving and when we are coming back. Um, But no, I try to get everything done prior to. Of course, I come back and it ends up being like thousands of emails and notifications (laughs) on my phone. My phone goes crazy for like an hour after you pull into port. But for those two weeks, it's just family time. Wow, that's beautiful. So is it hard for you as an entrepreneur to let go of all that? Because I know for me, it would be impossible (laughs) because I have issues. But is it difficult (laughs) to let go? I have ADD and OCD. So I gotcha on (laughs) not wanting to let go. I understand it completely. However, it's that whole balance and pace thing. If you don't slow down and refresh, you're going to burn out. You have to pace. You have to be able to say no. You have to be able to unplug completely. And your family will thank you for it, too, because you have to be able to focus on your family, too. If you you can get so busy that, you know, you're so focused on work that your family is just like right there. They're still there, but they're moving on without you. And so you need to make sure to connect with them a lot. So you don't want to lose that family. I think that is a great way to close out our show for this year. (laughs) It's about family. It's about connection. Mm -hmm. It's about reflection and self-care. Definitely. Yeah. So Everybody, happy new year. In case I forget to say it. Yes. Happy new year. Thank you guys so much for letting me come on today. Thank you. We're thrilled to have you. I'm going to spotlight you again. And if you can just any last words you want to leave people with for the year and then how do people reach you? Uh, Basically, everything is an adventure for me. Um, It's all about the journey. So if you're interested in the journey, check it out. CJPetersonWrites.com. A portion of the novels, clarify that, of my novels go to various charities. And I've always done that. And it's spelled out completely before you reach the book links, what charity gets part of a portion of the donations. And I usually do it at North Texas Giving Day time where they match the donation. So you buying a book, you get a great read and you also get to help a charity at the same time. Um, As far as the next year, Again, balance, make sure your family comes first, family first, safety first is always number one on both of those. And look for my new books, um, uh, Tested by Fire coming out at the end of August, beginning of September. And also the Lone Star Literary Life is gonna be doing a books book tour for the Sands of Time trilogy, including six reviews, two for each of those books. And that's going to be the second week in February. So subscribe. You can subscribe to my newsletter every other week, 10 o'clock on Fridays and just go to website. It's pretty much evident where to sign up for it. It's on every page. <laughs> In the meantime, have a happy, safe and wonderful new year. Thank you so much. We have another comment from Cindy Flo. Here's to another great writing and publishing year ahead of you. You too. <laughs> Very nice. Thank you, Cindy. All right, CJ, we wish you all the best. Have a great time on your trip and don't contact us, all right? (laughs) But come back on the show. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Definitely. Definitely. Thank you guys so much for having me on. I really appreciate you guys are the sweetest ladies I know. So have a wonderful, happy, safe new year yourself. Thank Thank you. Look forward to seeing you next year. Get some sun for us too, okay? Yeah. (laughs) Bye. Bye.
Ah, <laughs> oh, she's such a great person and guest. So um, I'm really glad that we are able to have some laughs, Diane, yes. and, and some education, have some fun. It's been a blast. I love doing the show with you. The good news is the show's coming back next yes. year. Same time, same channel, same everything. everything. So come back and join us next year. Diane, what would you like to leave our audience with as we close out for the year? To reflect on all the wonderful things that happened this uh, this past year, even though there might have been ups and downs, we always learn from the downs, which makes us grow as humans. And think about all the blessings that are about to be revealed to you as the next year comes starting January 1st. And I hope you have a very blessed new year. Thank you so much, Diane. That was beautiful. And people can reach you on your website, which is your name, Diane, yeah. with two N's, DianeFloydBame.com. Thank you, Dr. Jacqueline. And I do hope you have a blessed new year, too. Thank you. You as well. We'll be in touch. <laughs> Take care. Take care. Bye for now. And as we close out this show, I just want to thank everyone. If you've been with us since the beginning, we are just about to celebrate our year anniversary as USA Global TV and radio. It's hard to believe. Uh, in fact, I meant to tell Diane on one of her sponsorships where I give a testimonial for her book, Rise, it was Rapping with Dr. Jacqueline. That's, that's what our show is called. And we just had one show, two shows, three shows, and now we have this amazing platform and we are expanding. I, I, I announced backstage that we just met with another platform. We'll be expanding onto uh, sharing our content with them as well. So if you would like to be a guest on any of our shows, now's the time to go over to our website, usaglobaltv.com and book your session. And just to make it really simple, I'm going to pull up the website right now in the last few minutes that we have, just to show you what you need to do, because I've had people say to me that they're not really sure how they can book. So anybody is welcome to go ahead and book an interview. This is where you go, usaglobaltv.com. You'll be prompted to see if you'd like to join our team, which means you would become an elevated listener. You take a course for two hours, there's a quiz and you get a certification. You don't have to join our team. That's an option. We would love for everyone to learn how to listen at an elevated level. Then you just go to the top of the website here on the left. If you're listening on the radio, there's a tab, home, shows, and book your session. You click book your session, and here you'll see that everyone is welcome to book in for five free interviews in a calendar year. If you'd like to be on more than five times, you can be on a maximum of 10 times in a year, and you can purchase the interviews number six, seven, eight, nine, and 10. You might say to yourself, why would I have to purchase an interview? Well, if you've been on five times, we want to give other people the opportunity to, to book in. So we want to feature as many people as we possibly can. So scroll down the page and you'll see book your session. You'll see we have various shows. And let's say, for example, you want to be on the power of etiquette and manners. You would go here and see the next available, which uh, tomorrow's not actually available, but it shows that it is for some reason. So you would just go there, book the time, and then you're going to be prompted to fill in some questions. Now, you want to make sure that you just have the one uh, interview in the cart at a time. So you saw that I had two. I just dropped out the other. 
fill in your name, your email, your phone number. This is really important. Sometimes people just put in information that is not of any value. What are the three to five topics you want to discuss during the interview? Just put them right there. Also, we'd love for you to subscribe to our channel, which is USA Global TV. That's where you can find all of our shows. Our shows are put into playlists. So you can just go there and find exactly what you want. And then um, please email your bio social links and uh, other information to info at usaglobaltv.com. You can drop some of your information here, but if you have a, a rather lengthy bio, then go ahead and email it. So that's all you have to do. And again, we'd love to feature you in the coming year. So do go over and book in. Our next show is coming up. It's the film and music show starring Dr. Madeline Chan and our guest is Katie B. So do join us for that. And please have a wonderful, happy, healthy new year. Stay safe and God bless everyone. Bye for now.